Welcome to the Display the Gospel podcast, a place where we will explore topics related to the Christian life in order to demonstrate and declare the gospel as followers of Jesus. Thanks for tuning in. Well, thank you for tuning in today. My name is Brett Ricely, and uh, here with another Real Talk moment. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Too many kids are graduating high school, going off to college, and abandoning the faith. They're leaving the church, they're walking away from Christ, uh, they're deconstructing their faith. Wow, the church better wake up and do something about this. Have you heard that before? Does that sound familiar? Uh, It seems like every other week there's a new article and a new story and a new headline about somebody walking away from the faith, how someone's leaving the church, uh, someone's deconstructing, and how the church needs to wake up get it together, um, and reinvent themselves and and get a handle on these statistics and figure out how to stop kids from leaving the faith. You know, after being in ministry for at least 13 plus years now at the time of this recording, I seriously can't tell you how many times I have had this conversation with people and I've heard this conversation uh, at ministry conferences. I've read about it in books. I've seen churches try to reinvent themselves to be more appealing uh, to young adults before they graduate and go off to college. Now, obviously, while I am am all for a healthy student ministry in the church, here's the deal. And here's, let's let's just get real about one thing. I'm going to pose it in the form of a question. Here it is. Who is designed by God to be the number one spiritual influence in the life of a child? The answer, biblically, is parents. Parents are the number one primary spiritual influence in the lives of their children, not the church. If you don't believe me, we can look at one of many passages of Scripture, but the, the primary one is found in the Old Testament in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6. And I'm going to read it for you so you know that I'm not just making this up. But in Deuteronomy, God is giving in commands and instructions to his servant Moses to tell the people of Israel how they ought to live their lives, how they ought to uh, live in accordance with God's law and his statutes and his, his parameters or his design for life. And here... This is what uh, the Lord says. He says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. That was Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. There are many other places in Deuteronomy. Uh, In the New Testament, we see examples of Timothy and his faith being influenced by his grandmother, Lois. We see the Great Commission in Matthew Matthew 28, where Jesus says to make disciples. And if you are a Christian, the most obvious natural place to start making disciples is the people that live in your house. And so parents have been entrusted by God to be the primary spiritual influence in the lives of their children, not the church. The church then, well, what is its role? Well, the church is supposed to be another voice affirming and encouraging 
what Christian parents are already saying and already doing to equip their kids to follow Jesus. The church is supposed to come alongside parents to equip them, encourage them, and empower them to disciple their kids in the ways of the Lord. But unfortunately, many Christian parents are going to send their kids to public school. Uh, They're not going to be intentional about their discipleship in their home, and they're going to be obsessed about sports and hobbies and busy schedules and vacations and all sorts of other things. And then they're going to assume that that the church is going to raise their kids to be spiritual warriors, and the church is going to fill in all the gaps, but then the kids walk away from the church. So what the parents do, the parents blame the church, they point the finger at the church, and then they say, well, it's, it's, it's the church's fault that the kids don't value the church. Yet, statistically, the average family only even attends church now twice a month. Well, who makes those decisions? Parents. And for some reason, parents think, intentionally or unintentionally, that the small fraction of time that that kids actually spend at church are going to be the most foundational moments of their lives. Yet, ironically, the average church only has 40 hours in a given year You hear that? 40 hours a year to influence a child, while the average parent has 3,000 hours per year to influence that child. So let's play this out with some math here. 40 hours per year for 18 years. So assuming that this kid grows up in church, 40 hours a year for 18 years is 720 hours of church influence. That sounds like a lot. But look at this. 3,000 hours per year for the average parent for 18 years before they go off to college. That's 54,000 hours. So 720 hours for the church influence versus 54,000 hours for the parent's influence. Who is probably going to have the most significant impact? It should be parents. It is parents. The problem is, what are parents doing with their 54,000 hours? They're not in church more than twice a month, and they're traveling for sports, and they're busy, 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 and they don't do anything intentional in the home, and they're not committed to a local church, really. Well, then you got a recipe for disaster. And tragically, most parents who are entrusted with the spiritual formation of their kids, they're not intentional about their primary calling. And then they blame the church when and if these kids walk away from Christ or the church. And it saddens me. It breaks my heart. It angers me. um, Because parents are responsible. And they've neglected their role. And then they point the finger at the church and expect the church to step it up. Now, I know that's not obviously the case with every parent. And I'm so glad that that's not the case for every parent. But it's a very common trend I've seen my entire life. And and. It's, it's just not okay. And so here's, here's where, we, where we get real again. Let's get real for a second here. If you're a parent and you listen to this, here's the deal. What we have here is an epidemic of non-discipleship in the home. You see, if, if parents would actually disciple their kids in their home, whether they're homeschooled, private school, or public school, it doesn't matter. That's really not even part of this debate. The the whole thing is discipleship in the home. I truly believe that if parents were intentional about the spiritual life of their kids, I believe that those parents will be very effective, and those kids would be impacted, and those families would be making a difference for Christ, not just going to church and being in a holy huddle, 
but they would be faithful disciple makers. And so here's the reality. There's really only two choices here, and I'll leave you with this. Faithful disciples make disciple makers. Unfaithful disciples make spiritual consumers at best or future church dropouts at worst. What kind of parent are you going to be? Thank you for tuning in today. You can find a wealth of resources, including free downloads, videos, book recommendations, sermons, training opportunities, and more at my website, www.displaythegospel.com.